<laughs> Sorry, we're live. Yeah, they're talking about my voice. I sound terrible, but I feel great, which is the opposite of last week. Last week, I was kind of, I, I, I didn't really play it up, but I really felt awful. And, Some uh, child trespass. I could tell. <clears throat> I could tell you felt bad because you never let like illness or something affect. Like you really try and get in like whoo go mode for it. And even by the end of it, I could see like your eyes like trailing down, like <laughs> looking at the timer, being like, "Oh Jesus, like, are we almost there? All right, oh. rap. like I'm, I feel like I've got the shivers." But you're in the best mode of sick right now, where you sound horrible, but you don't feel that bad because you can milk it. Like if you have someone's like, oh, I just, oh, just some more soup, please, Jackie. Oh, oh, no. the garbage. <laughs> my blood sugar. Just pull the bag up and wait yeah. a little longer. I have a pet <laughs> motor story. You a pizza pox or more. <laughs> Hope's an adult. Have her take it out. You know? I've got so much She's to talk well. about. <laughs> yeah. I, I, all right. So first of all, paramotor stuff. Um, we went to an airport today to fly around, which was fun. I tried to get like I like flying from my house. I really do. It's a, it's a big deal to me, but. There is a little aspect of, like, I've done that before. And uh, because I live on the edge of this, like, um, if you were to look at it as a, like, of, of, like, RDU's airspace, I can only go in, in, like, a couple directions. So I went to a different airport and flew from there and uh, to get a new thing. When we land, the police are waiting for us. And, like, he's coming up. He's got the lights going and everything. And I am fully confident I did nothing wrong. I don't know. Everywhere I flew. They're there for the Nighthawk. <laughs> right. I knew. <laughs> Which one of you is the Nighthawk? Um, so, uh, uh. I am the Nighthawk. Like each member steps forward in turn. <laughs> I think the Nighthawk is sneaking around. They don't around have enough to take somewhere. all of our buzzers away. The, uh, the cop lands and he's got the lights going and everything. And I, I, I'm not that nervous because I know that like everything I did was legal. And, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I may have to explain to him, you know, what the rules are and stuff. But this will work out okay. It turns out that someone had called 911 and said that terrorists were dropping packages in, in the like nearby fields and stuff. And I, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I can assure you, I didn't drop anything. You know, yeah. like I'm like checking my phone and stuff. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're the package. Like they thought that, like, like you know, you were on a parachute. <laughs> and people had dropped me and I was with a friend that they, they dropped the two of us and that, that we were like, I don't know, some sort of terrorist. You were the <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I so, thought it was all trumped up in the news about Putin, but I'm seeing a couple of them come down right now. Right, right. Yes, yes sir, North Carolina. So, he had a lot of questions about paramotors and stuff. You get the same ones. How high can you go? How fast? How far? And um, uh, he was a really nice guy. But it, that was a first for me. No one had ever accused me of being a terrorist package. Terrorist. Mm -hmm. oh, that's like that you thought at first that they were meaning that you were like dropping care packages to, I guess, already established terror sex in North Carolina there. But they say, no, you're the package. Like that's that's the general floating down to start recruiting, I guess. No, like, you know, now that I think about it, I was thinking, so the paramotor is, is kind of a pleasure thing for... Like a dirt bike, not that useful. Yeah. I just thought, and it's a legal thing, but of an illegal thing you could do with that paramotor. Because because we were 
there were people in Colorado talking about like the smuggling problem with people smuggling the weed out of Colorado, right. and they were talking about they, they they've caught they've caught people where they would put it in tins in uh, vacuum sealed bags that weigh the correct amount, and they're all sealed and packaged, and it's like how you. You could fly a huge package of marijuana out of that state, land in a designated field out in the middle of nowhere, refuel, and just keep hopping. You, Dude, you can't be stopped. It's <laughs> happening. You are Dark the night. You are the so, Rangers come up and they say, hey, we've seen you been dropping packages into Kansas. You can turn around and pull your gun out and go, I am the package. And then... <laughs> Right there. That the what I'll describe. So rather than small packages, people are, are using three hundred pounds, right? So they're they have paramotors, but there's tandem paramotors. So yeah. like rather than two people going, it's one person and a, a load. And I forget the exact country, like somewhere in Eastern Europe, uh, the cigarette taxes are so ridiculous that that's what they're smuggling in cigarettes, and they just bring like three hundred pounds of cigarettes in you know, a tandem paramotor, land somewhere else, and and it was like a I don't know. In in the paramotor community, I gotta tell you, we're all up in arms. <laughs> hey, the Mexicans stuffed into something to look like a person, so they're just looking up. Oh no, that's just right. two people. And meanwhile, they have like code names like bring. All right, you're all clear for the Marlboro man. You know, it's a, it's a straw <laughs> man, like if I'm a farm made out of cigarettes instead of hay. Captain Cool is making his approach. <laughs> hasn't moved the entire flight. <laughs> the, the Mexicans don't have paramotors, do they? Because that would really uh, circumvent Trump's wall. I think they the do have them. Shit. We have an account for that. Uh, we'll not need, need missile batteries. I like have another thing. Say about the Russian thing. Like, you know, when we were doing the Red Dawn and you kept trying to come up with ideas to make it useful? It's yeah. Like, so. Paramotor. It's exactly the same thing with the terrorist thing, where it's like, if. If we saw terrorists coming over on paramotors, any fear that any American had of terrorism should be should dissipate. We'd be like, oh my God, they're they're coming over with fans. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Down into the ocean. Oh, like, I can't wait for the next terrorist attack. We're like 16, 19 paramotors all bounce off the side of the Empire State <laughs> Building. And they come shooting down like a bottle rocket. Attackers, 15 wounded. The 16th <laughs> fell from it so low, even he was unscathed. <laughs> there was to the third floor window oh. and it was out front. You know? I, <laughs> that'd be great if next time they use that. There's another thing, um, I'm dominating the car, but uh, Hope got her first job just recently. She started last weekend. Uh, I, I helped her put her resume together, which it's she something I, I'm good at that. I'm a, I'm a resume expert. Uh, all like my extended family and stuff run them by me. And uh, yeah, she's enjoying it. She works at a, uh, it's a temporary store that sells prom dresses. So um, she's, I don't know, like she's a salesman. They, the people come in, she gets the dresses from the back, she helps them try them on, and apparently there's details about how a dress is presented, all these straps and things need to be in the right spot, and, uh, and that's what she does. She, she sells prom dresses. So and she's it's, probably it. It's, it's it a like really good first job for her. Like, it's just where it you should be. I've, I've been trying to get that job for the last six years running. It's a competitive <laughs> market. It's a competitive market. I, I've been volunteering my services for, services for free. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't get in there. It's a competitive Changing room market. attendant. They just won't They, they do won't take not you. want yeah. a grown man doing that job. It's sexism. <laughs> it's sexism. I agree. I'll say it right now. Mr. Myers, for the final time, we don't have someone who stands and watches the girls try the dresses on. I've got a real eye for fashion.
question. <laughs> That's why I brought my camera. <laughs> it says that you are loss prevention, but you just seem to want to watch these girls change. Yeah, not many people use Polaroids these days. <laughs> None of them get Unless I'm the one who's supposed to pack you don't even get to try it on. <laughs> but it's perfect. She has a boss that's not me, you know, so, and she has like a place she has to get to on time and she'll get an actual paycheck. It's been a long time since I've had like a, my first paycheck, but it's pretty neat to get like a, a check from somebody that you have to put yeah. in. And, uh, so she's got all that going. Um, I, she's got, I think she's too busy right now. She's the lead in the play and she has a job and she's got a, a, a tough school curriculum. But the play thing's almost over. Next weekend, I'll see it. Uh, she needs some magic cards that would fill her spare time. Right. That's what she has spare time. <laughs> she, yes. That's what you want her to get into right before she goes to college. Ah, <laughs> yes. Useless habit. You know? <laughs> uh, Using textbook money to buy, to buy cards. And cards. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a math book this year, Dad, because the <laughs> release and I needed a box. You know, can't you pirate all the, the cards? Like, like. I, I know if you're, I'm not talking about collectors, right? You know, people who really appreciate the value and stuff. But it seems like you could just have fake cards and everyone you can, plays with you that. Can you could buy cards. Like, right. that's what people do. That's what me and my friend used to do when we were younger. And we didn't have, obviously, have money to be buying cards all the time. So it was like, all right, before we spend, you know, a hundred bucks on all these cards off the web, off this site how about we get little slips of paper and just put them in sleeves with a regular card and then play it and then we could be like oh i thought this was going to be really good it actually sucks so i'll save six bucks but yeah that's definitely the way to do it and uh kyle expedited it by ordering ten thousand uh ten thousand bulk cards so basically the way it happened twelve twelve thousand okay is <laughs> twelve thousand bulk cards so like a pre like a collection so they call it and I, I got into the Skype chat where you were linking that too late, where you're like, I just got this. And I looked at it, and I saw immediately, and I was like, oh, I need to tell him not to buy that. And then I was like, oh, that was from like seven hours ago. He's oh, already yeah. bought it's it for sure. Because he already said like, what oh, it's What was the problem with way. it? And, uh, it's just with uh, trading cards. Like, it, it, I eventually realized it doesn't make that big a deal for Kyle because he's trying to start a collection, just mm -hmm. like have a bunch of cards to pull together and pull from for fun deck making. But... Buying collections like that, if you don't get a card list, you're almost guaranteed to get junk rares, which are just rares they can say, you're, you're going to get 200 rares in there. They're 200 shit rares is what they're going to be because there's no reason to not sell a rare individually if it actually increases the, the value unless you get some rube who doesn't know what they're selling, which is possible. Are they but open? most of the time, you're just a ton of basic land and a ton of useless <laughs> shit. In, in the baseball yeah. card world, they get you buy unopened sets. That it's not like that. They're opened. Uh, you can do that. Yeah, but this is a different option. So oh. uh, I'm sure you're also going to, uh, for your first constructed deck, I was telling you to buy singles, which is always the smart move where you get your whole deck list and then you go on there, not just the rares, buy all the commons, buy all the lands you need just all at once instead of being like, ah, I just need three more packs and I'll probably get that last uncommon. When it's yeah. like, no, you probably won't. And you could spend 19 cents and just buy it right now and save yeah. I don't know enough about the game yet and how to construct a deck and how to how to like work different strategies to know which ones I, I do want. I need to, you know, I've only played like a few dozen hands, I guess. So I, I just need to play more. Um, I haven't played the white deck at all, really. 
Um, so I'm gonna have to play a lot before I recognize like strategies and you know if if I'm using a if I'm trying to get a bunch of flying creatures out really early or if I'm trying to like hook up a lifelink thing that uh, that's gonna work really well or whatever I'm trying to do, I need to learn that strategy before I start buying cards to to make yeah, it happen. If you I don't guess. mind me asking, how much do you spend on twelve thousand cards? Um. Hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. I think. Okay. So that's not anything. Yeah. Outrageous. And seven thousand of them aren't um, are from are, are from that storage locker that that Kitty got. That that's where seven thousand of these cards are coming from. I bought oh, five thousand. I see. Kitty bought seven thousand, and we're combining our collections and digging through them. See, to, to, to for to all I knew, thing. you were paying like fifty cents a card, and I'm like, oh this god, is a big no. investment. You know, Lord, like, I don't no, know. No. Yeah, yeah. No. See, it, see, see, that's the thing. Like to really get into this thing is like. A, a pretty modest, uh, you know, amount of money. Like, like, I t honestly, I'm hoping that there's going to be twelve thousand cards on the floor or whatever it is. Yes, twelve thousand, and and we're going to pan through them like a like a, a river, and and ninety percent is going to be sand. But every now and then it's going to be like, oh, look, one slipped in, and we're going to find one cool thing. I'm hoping for that, and I'm really hoping that her seven thousand, because her seven thousand that she bought, she won an auction for a, for an unclaimed storage locker. Um, so this is someone's like seven thousand cards that they collected, not just seven thousand bulk cards that have been thrown together and perhaps picked through to make them less valuable. <clears throat> so it's possible that like among her seven thousand are like, you know, Black some very lotus nice cards. Or, or Maybe I doubt that. Who knows? Because you don't have any cards there. That was a fine way to start it off. Yeah, I have no because there's really yeah. no reason to not just pull from the cards in that big cheap bucket and see what you like to make and work from there. And you have the magic online. Not online, uh, Xbox. Which, yeah, I'm digging that too. Yeah, it's 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 almost so dumbed down in some ways that it's aggravating. I figured out that you can, or I guess either you or Chiz might have told me that you can make the deck normally and have like total control over it. Because at first, when you try and make the deck in that game, it makes you like pick from a list of cards. Oh, it's you like, did this that. Is, I did. That's what I did the first time because I didn't know that there was another option. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is bullshit. Like this this deck sucks. I didn't even get to pick it out. Like. I just, I was just the person that they chose what to pick. Like, I don't know. Overall, it's not as good as the older Magic games, but you, they weren't free, and this one is free, so that's nice. But, yeah, I'm really glad you're into Magic. Kitty's going to keep you in it, guaranteed, because yes. when you get another, so, so when you get someone who's in, Kitty's been uh, Skype messaging me about Magic and saying, like, oh, just, I just uh, beat Coil there, or whatever, or she'll say, like, oh, I got screwed and didn't get enough mana and Coil beat me, lucky fuck, or whatever yeah. it would be, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, she's a, a good resource for you with that. Yeah, um, hopefully so. She doesn't know a lot of the new stuff, um, a, a few of the new uh, mechanics, and uh, but 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 yeah, she 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 definitely knows how to play, and it's it's fun having a third person there to play with. So I think maybe uh, you know it, it's fun playing in person. It's more fun playing in person than playing on Xbox for sure. I like having the cards. I like having the, in my hands, like the tactile feeling or whatever you call it. Sure. And then also in Xbox, it's annoying where I can't tell you how many times I've lost on Xbox because I'm like, is that creature blocking me? I, d I can't notice the thin blue line that would be there if it was. Yeah. And it's like, well, I assume it's not. And then I hit continue and it's like, aha, you, you are blocked. And it's like, I'm okay. playing on my big TV yeah. and, and I'm still like squinting and like trying to figure out what's going on. It, it seems like it really needs to zoom in better. Uh, they need yeah. a better mechanism for that. But yeah, it's, it's still fun. On top of each other hmm. sometimes, which is hard but yeah you, but, you never but, played magic at all did you woody it was D D that you played when you were younger right i did play D D. yeah yeah i've only watched magic i don't think i've played it 
Yeah, yeah. I couldn't I'm, remember uh, if we. Well, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, uh, I I like it a lot. As soon as we get done with this, I'm going back upstairs to 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 mess with my deck a little bit. Um, it's amazing or, to and, me and how place. addictive this game is. You know, Kyle's not unique in this. There, people play Magic, and Magic takes like they get really into it. It's very. There's a lot of like Hardboard basic crack. math. Uh, so there's the, there's a lot of basic math involved, just multi, um, addition and subtraction and multiplication, and there's a lot of uh, there's so goddamn much strategy. Uh, I was uh, like like just from what I've get, gandered so far is that it's fairly easy to like grasp the mechanics of the game and and be able to know that you draw seven cards and when you play a card and when you don't play a card and and how the uh, oh my card kills yours and your your card survives or, or whatever and all that stuff. But to like build a strategy to like know going in what you're going to play and when and how that's going to build to the midpoint of the game when you set off this big bomb and all of a sudden two creatures become six and then they all get super powered up and then they all attack at once and deal an overwhelming amount of damage and just in the game. I can't do that. And not effectively, not every time, and certainly not through memory. I have to like go through the cards one by one and be like, well, that kind of lends itself t toward A strategy or B strategy, and then I, I have to do it that way. Whereas a good player like knows the names of these cards and how they could be defeated by their 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 uh, opponent who's playing the blue deck or the green deck. Oh, he's playing a blue deck. Well, let's th none of this will work. Then let's go to this other thing. That's I, one I'm of the attributes of some a, of this <clears throat> of a, like a deep and perfect game, right? The, the term I heard is it's uh, easy to play, difficult to master. Mm -hmm. And when you get that, I mean, you can just get really into something. And, it's, it's like and the collecting uh, <laughs> aspect of it too, because all of a sudden we're collecting these. If you ever like take a second to look at the card, it's it's pretty nice artwork, and Real nice. there are foil versions of any and every card that exist in Magic, which are just shiny and holographic and really catch the eye and glint at, on, on the entire surface. Yeah, and and it's like oh, like, decks right there. These are the ones I didn't bring because I was like, these are not helpful for teaching people how to play. It'll be all. upsetting and ruin those are your douchebag decks. That these that are the douchebag decks. Yeah, yeah you spent <laughs> hundreds of dollars making sure you could piss off some people. Yeah, that, that's that's what happened there. Uh, <laughs> and that's is. the other aspect of the game uh, as well. Is there's like different versions of the game, and and we're playing sort of this. Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, like it like in racing or whatever when there's no limits to what you can have. Like um, Formula One. Um, more like, um, it's got a no holds barred, I guess is, is what I'm saying. So like any of the unfair or like bullshit cards from any age are allowed to play. And that's what we're doing. Whereas if you were to go to like a, a Friday night magic, I oh, think most vintage, of the time yeah. they play a more restricted bundle of cards. And so the ver like the friendly version of magic that we're playing, this unrestricted version involves all of these outrageously overpowered cards that are just awful. What, um, it, it's a, it sounds that's a fun way to play, very though. pay to win. Uh, they keep it, so in some formats it definitely is pay to win. Mm -hmm. Like if you do vintage, which is any card from any time is available, you can use cards from like 1994 when the game was new and the cards were way too powerful. And if you can afford $15,000, $20,000 to put multiple copies of a couple of those in your deck, you're going to do great. But if you, you can't bring those cards into, say, a Friday Night Magic tournament, for anything other than just like a for fun game. Like you can't put those in your normal deck. But that's how they rope you in with standard, which is like the main format where they're like, all right, you can only pick from the last three blocks 
in a set of cards. And so every few months, one of them's rotated out. And so they make you basically be like, ah, I got this standard deck and my strategy with red, blue still works, but ah, they're rotating that set out. So I got to get more red, blue cards. And then a set down the road, you're like, this whole deck isn't even working anymore. And they're changing up the meta. I'm going to have to switch over entirely. And then you have to make a whole new thing like standard. I've tried to keep up with it before and it's not worth it. I don't think it's more fun to play modern or legacy, which is you get to use a lot of the old cards, but it's not vintage where some dude who's, you know, 52 and has played the game since 1993 and has a lot of money is just like, hey, I got four of all these fucking cards in my $100,000 binder. What you can do is like, uh, I think a lot of those Friday Night Magic games do like a draft game where like you draft from among cards that are just provided there and everyone, you know, they, 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 they rotate around the room, everyone picking out one card at a time. And that way it's a, you know, no money required, right? Just your entry oh, fee yeah. and you come and sit down with cards that are provided. So that's th- those the most are the, fun. Yeah, I would imagine so. Because yeah. you basically just sit down in front and you have a few packs in front of you unopened and you open it up and you pick one, put it face down and then hand it to the person on your left and the person to your left. Usually it's eight people. When we were doing it, it was fewer, but it, that's so much fun because it really keeps you on your toes of like, you know, if you get halfway through drafting and you realize none of these strategies are going to work, like it, you're kind of fucked in a way. Like you really got to And there's also finagle. like, like as you're drafting, you know, you're handing each player the packet of cards and it's being diminished as it rotates each time. You might quickly mm-hmm. notice that, whoa, the whites are disappearing from this deck very quickly. Someone is picking all whites and perhaps there's a strategy that you then need to employ and be like, whoa, 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 I need a lot of blacks in my deck now or a lot of blues in my deck now. Um, so th- there's yeah there's just a lot there's a ton of strategy in this game and I, I'm really digging that and amongst it there's the, the there's the basic math that can still be a, trip you up a little bit if you don't if you don't account for how many steps there are and when to add three you know damage to a thing uh, like like what order to do things I guess if you've got to really sit and think for maybe ten seconds about all right I want to do this in an X order and all these things need to go off in the right at the right time to be to do the most damage and to protect my creatures the most. Um, it's fun. It's like a video game. It's just like a video game. Yeah, and like you know, with like cards. It, it, it has like plateaus where like you're right at first, like you get the turn order down, you you understand a lot of it, and you feel like you get a huge amount of it, and then eventually you're going to get to a point, probably pretty soon, where you're not like trying to fuck your opponent over as much. Where well, you're still doing that, but you're also thinking about how you can get them to fuck themselves. Like you'll become familiar with cards and opponents decks and what they're playing. And so you'll know, okay, they're playing blue white. I can tell from what they have on the field right now. That means they're going to have a lot of, they probably have a cancel in their hand. I know they want to cancel one of my creatures. So I'm going to play this mid tier, force them to waste it. Then I'm going to play this other card that benefits from a permanent leading the battlefield or whatever the fuck it would would be. And so like, those are the most satisfying things where like, you feel like, aha, I've rused you into wasting your own things, fool. (laughs) And then you're like, I'm playing a card game against an 11, year old you should probably settle down yeah but, <laughs> but yeah it, it's a ton of fun it's so addictive i was reassured last night when like i don't have my mic set up or anything but i was playing xbox and this guy was just trouncing me pretty badly he was a level i don't know what the, what the levels go up to but he was level 40 that's the highest i've seen which means he's won 40 more games than he's lost in a row um and you know i'm a level one or i think i got up to a level three and then there was a a drop back down but like i could hear his voice come through every now and then as i was, as I was playing cards and it was a grown-ass man and i was so i was like all right this doesn't feel so bad right mm-hmm. like if i heard <laughs> he played the phoenix <laughs> cancel <laughs> i'd have been like god damn it this is just humiliating but it was it was a grown-ass man i didn't feel so bad he was over there uh actually contemplating the things i was doing but but yeah fun game both online and even more so in person 
Um, I'm starting to understand what those smelly, uh, crowded rooms at PAX were all about now. But I, 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 they're all starting to make a little bit more sense. Not a ton of sense, but a little bit more sense. A little bit of Vicks Vapo Rub under the nose. Magic tournament. No <laughs> problem. Kyle's oh. going to go in there. He's going to win some card games and steal some girlfriends. Steal oh. some <laughs> girlfriends. Multiple. <laughs> yeah, right? He's just going to go out there with like one trophy and six girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably, I think there's a lot of girls that play Magic. It seems to be a uh, a really uh, a, a card game that attracts a lot of women. Yeah, it's very inclusive. I think just because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, like, and a lot of the creatures are women. It's not like a male-dominated game. Although you know, so neither is poker, I suppose. Uh, there's a lot of women who play poker. Funny, like I, I, every once in a while, like you'll see somewhere like Magic, including more diversity in its cards or something, and it's like I can't imagine. Any more diversity? Like, there are goblins and ghouls, werewolves. And, like, Everyone's were- represented. Right. There, are tra- things, there are trans <clears throat> creatures that become other things. You know, are there like, fairies in the game? Yes, there are fairies. Elves. Name name something and name magic has creature of it. <coughs> oh God! Uh, of course, ha- there are goblin ha- balloon men. Half goat, um, half people. What are they called? Cent- not centaurs. Uh, that's the car. Cent- that's the cent- horse. Centaur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, centaurs, minotaurs, they, all that stuff's centaurs, probably in there. Minotaurs, human males, human females, mm. human children. There's black people. dudes, black chicks. Black people. Anything and everything. Yeah. Brown people. Like, it's never about, like, I don't know. It's just a, such a weird thing to notice in a game where half of it is like, I play my ghoulish devil to attack your, you know, reaver demon. It's like, well, there aren't any trans demons in this game. It's like, how would you <laughs> It doesn't have a gender. It's just a demon. You're like, actually, my demon identifies as a werewolf, just so you know. And so he deal he deals double damage this turn. <laughs> so he gets that bonus. You know, <laughs> that's what you should do. There All of my creatures on the board. So plus one, plus one, plus one for him. It doesn't work that way. Now, but yeah, but yeah, a fun game, very addictive. You, did you watch the Holly Holm fight? I didn't watch uh, it. No, I just no, read about it. it. Have you seen the replay? I, yes, I've definitely seen the late hits. I so I've seen it three times now. Um, I think Durandamy, um, without the late hits, if we're not talking about point deductions, one by definitely one point, probably two, though. I think unless you're talking about dinging her for two points, it's it's a Durandamy win no matter what happens. But those late hits are bullshit. Uh, I hate them. That's um, well, you have to. So I know that the ones I saw anyway, at least the second one, maybe both, Holly looked rocked by those late hits. The first so, one uh, was at the end of the third, I want to say, or maybe the second. Whenever it was, okay. I think it was at the end of the second. <laughs> and when it, she got hit on her on the left side of her face, and she was staggered, like mm-hmm. like her knees went wobbly. And then she had a big mouse right here that might have affected her vision a little bit. Her question mark kick uh, late in the fight was beautiful. Um, she missed on an opportunity where she had Durandamy rocked. Durandamy actually, you know, went to her. Go ahead. The, the point I wanted to make is like I don't know how strong Holly would have been, say for rounds three, four, and five, if she didn't get late hit at the end of the second, right? Because she yeah. was on Bambi feet, right? She's Bambi on ice, and uh, um, that you know that just means that she may have never just been the best version of her because of a cheap shot. She 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 it was the best version of her for at least rounds one and two though, and and. Okay. and, and you can't take away like it seemed like what was happening is Holly was coming in with 
I don't know, a, a one, two, one, and then a kick or something like that. Lots of combos like that. And the Durandamy is like taking two steps backwards and, and countering hard with a right. And, and occasionally it would hit and occasionally it wouldn't. It wasn't hitting all the time, but it was making a lot of contact. She was counterpunching really well. Um, Holly's oblique kicks weren't working. Um, I didn't see any amazing Taekwondo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, she's from the same camp as uh, John as, Jones. As, yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't see the, the most impressive kicks were not from the Taekwondo champion. They were from Holly, that, that beautiful question mark kick. And if she had followed up with that left kick and like caught her in the nose, the you know, this area, it would have been the most spectacular win. It, it's, it's a, it's the flip of the coin. A hundred percent. It's no longer like Holly Holmes sad and defeated and perhaps cheated. It's Holly Holm overcoming the maximum adversity in the most spectacular manner in MMA. Maybe, you know, that head Following the, not just a head kick, but double kick, right? The question mark kick, which is such a cool technique, cool kick, beautiful it looks to watch. amazing. I can't it do it. It looks great. I can't I, do it. Of I, course not. The flexibility alone. If you right? ask me, like, hey, Woody, <laughs> I, I recognize that you're not a pro, but can you show me what a question mark kick looks like? I'd say no. I can't even explain no. it. Well, it looked kind of like this, but with a leg. It comes up and then whips. And, yeah. yeah, so that was beautiful. beautiful. And if she, if she caught her with that left, I mean, man, we're talking about a whole different day you know the day after but i did i i think i think holly was outclassed at every step of the way her clinch work was bad she didn't get anything done in the clinch she had duran to be on the cage for minutes at a time very unproductive say what you want about the new york mma i don't like it they don't seem to know what the fuck they're doing their judges and their refs I, I would be happy if they just took it out of that sport i won't i won't pay for another pay-per-view in new york i won't do it um, just because of that judging and because Was, of the... Wasn't uh, the first one good, though? I'm trying, I don't think there were any problems in the... In... I don't remember well enough, like, fight on a fight-for-fight fight basis. It did, I, didn't, I don't think last time around any of the bigger fights that I cared about were affected by the judging or the refing. Right. But this time around, um, it... De I, I think a lot of people are saying that the Anderson Silva fight was, was misjudged as well, yeah, and yeah. there was definitely an eye poke that was ignored in that, and, uh, in, in that fight. Um, That's every uh, fight. Anderson was the aggressor. Um, it was a bad one, and the fighter called it out, and it was the second or third of the fight, so it was it was second. Um, but but anyway, back to Holly Holm. I just think she was outclassed by Durandamy, unfortunately, and Durandamy didn't seem to be to be that good. Um, Holly was ten and zero when she at the point where she defeated Ronda, and now she's lost three in a row, two at Bantam, and then one at this one forty five. There's like six one forty five female fighters on the fucking planet Dude. that even have any skill, though. That's the problem. Duranda is saying. Like, hey, this should be the happiest moment of my life. It's not. Holly, I'll give you a rematch. And there's oh, two ways to interpret that. Yeah. One way is, oh, you know, well, how great. She's saying she wants to do this fair and square and give Holly another shot. Another way to interpret it is, oh, my God, Cyborg might beat this steroid thing. She's going to fuck up everybody. Like, I, I, to me, she's a dirty fighter. I want her to fight Cyborg. That's what I. That yeah, should be her that's, punishment. That's her punishment is say. cyborg. Suddenly cyborg, who is literally <laughs> like not quite human. She's a little something else. Oh, she's pure um, dude. It, it's now going to be our instrument of punishment. Yes. For yes. Every May fan is thinking they're they're like, oh, there's a white knight over there. It's that man in the dress. Robe. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That fucker don't play no shit. He. Uh, she walks around at one night. <laughs> She walks around heavier than I do. Dude, Kyle, a, everything you're saying is so perfect. They, I should let you go. She, she, she yeah. power cleans 300 plus. No, excuse me, not power cleans. She's deadlifting 300 plus for, for reps. 
You, you do that to gain mass. This girl is getting bigger every day. <laughs> do you Cardio, see she's this? getting leaner and quicker. She's getting bigger and thicker and more powerful. She you know, throws these rights that hit women. And when they when she when she fought Tweet, uh, I, Tweet's a big girl. She's like 37, 38 or something, but she's very tall and, and she's got great kicks and she's she's a talented fighter. She broke Tweet's nose so goddamn bad. Uh, there was blood everywhere. It was this awful. girl's cyborg, man. You know, if you've ever seen a bodybuilder woman when they're not in competing mode. They look like just pretty women. A little strong, but just like really fit normal women. Cyborg is always in dude mode. You see, I saw her in a strapless dress like between camps. And she's all ripped with deltoids that I would kill for. And like yeah. traps coming off her neck. And she just... Grrr, she is going to be the instrument of justice that takes down the current 145-pound champion. She's... She's, I mean, there's no reason she should be fighting in a woman's division. Here's what's going to happen, though. Here's my guess. <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 don't, I don't know that Cyborg is ever going to fight Durandamy. Durandamy, post-fight, like immediately post-fight, like in the ring, saying she needs surgery on her fucking hand, right? That, that, that's like a year out, right? Like, like, and when you include like, like a camp and like scheduling a fight, like she's talking about not fighting for a fucking year or something like that. Eight, nine months minimum if she's, it's a ligament in her hand, in her right hand. Um, you can't grapple with that with a with a fucking semi-repaired ligament in your right hand, and so like, where is Cyborg going to be in another year, getting into her thirties and getting tested? Cyborg will just be coming off her suspension, I guess. I don't know. So, so if people don't know, the rumor is that this like steroid mask that she takes is used to treat like one of three things, and they found the doctor that said uh, she has all three of them. So therefore, it'll be like a prescribed appropriate medication, not a mask for steroids, and her suspension will be very short. Now Were they the also things like like real problems medically, or was it like restless legs syndrome? No, um, they were problems sweaty hands. that like perhaps someone on a lifetime of steroids might have. Like you know, like uh, yeah, her body just doesn't produce this normal level of my balls yeah. ache when I pee. <laughs> like yeah, my clit's leaking. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the problem like like <coughs> they're like you know she just doesn't have the right level of estrogen because her body just yeah. doesn't for some reason doesn't make hormones like other women's bodies do it's, it's and, you know uh, a and by the way this is not the first time she's been busted for roids this is the second time she's been busted for roids yeah. it's the first time she's been tested out of competition and presto guilty first yeah but what that assumes she hasn't learned her lesson <laughs> I'm sorry that she hasn't what? That she hasn't learned her lesson. Oh, that's a fair point. She has learned her lesson. It's that paying off the right doctors and lawyers will get you right back into the Look deep into that jaw and tell me she's on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) Deep into those those, those eyes. Oh, those sunken in Cro-Magnon man face. Is that a a steroids thing where it almost looks like their eyes become like deeper in their head? The skull, it's a, if I understand right, and like this lot of expertise it takes to understand this shit but human growth hormone can cause your skull to continue to grow and that can be one of the things eyes look deeper because your skull keeps growing in a weird way that girl never had a small head though let's just be clear like there was never a time where she was a dainty little flower or anything. she's been 
big girl always. But but yeah, I'd like I, to see her. You know, in baseball, you see like Barry Bonds rookie picture pictures. Yeah, and he just looks like an athletic college kid. Oh, and, he was a completely different kind of hitter. You know, he was a base runner, a guy who hit and hit and run like completely different kind of player is what he became late. What does sixteen year old cyborg look like? For all I know, she's a dainty, hot little girl in a prom dress or something. <laughs> yeah, and and she's turned into uh, guaranteed. Someone she who was beats Miss, Joe Lozon in an arm wrestling final, contest. You no know, power lifter, 2008. There wasn't a women's class, so she competed, uh, competed with the men anyway. Yeah. Like little this Miss chick- Cauliflower ear. Little Miss Cauliflower ear, fucking slamming kids at eight years old at wrestling camp or something. Um, but yeah, my thoughts on that is I I hate those late hits. The first one, make contact, hard contact, the kind of contact that. You know, we talked to Joe about what about those little hits? What are those like? It's like, ah, those are annoying. You, you're waiting on it. You know, you're gonna fight. You know, so and so like it was a couple of those that she got at the at the second late hits, but the first one not not only did it make contact, it hurt her badly. Like, and the Durandami looks like at her corner and sticks her tongue out like, hey, 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 got her. Like like she did that twice. She celebrated the late she hits. She knew. She knew they were late, and mm-hmm. she thought it was funny. Or maybe she thought, oops. Wait, I'm, I'm misunderstanding. It was who? It was this girl the, who threw those? Not Cyborg. It was This recent fight was from Durandamy and Holly Holm. Um, they were fighting in the same weight class that this Cyborg monster might be able to slim down to. Um, <laughs> might, she's done it before. Kyle's on um, fire. <laughs> she's terrifying. I, she would beat me to death, and that's not an exaggeration. I couldn't outrun her. If you put me and her in an open field oh. and you give me 100 yards... Um, at, at you know, advantage. She, she <laughs> runs me down. She catches me, and she murders me with her bare hands. That was that's what would happen. I would have to hope that she wasn't expecting the eye gouges. That, that's all I can, like. Like she, she doesn't expect the eye gouges. I've got a chance, but that's it. When right? I'm outmatched, right? Like practicing or sparring or whatever, it's a little victory for me. If anything that I do, like if anything I meant to do, actually happens, and if I was against her, nothing that I aspired to happen would actually go down that's just no no chance because you don't even have like the size advantage or the mass advantage which is just as important that you would have over like 99.99 percent of every other woman she weighs as much as you do she how much does she weigh she's walking around at 195 yeah she something like that she's really big 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 power lifting power eating uh, performance-enhancing drug-using professional athlete who's motivated <laughs> to beat other women to death. You know, it's she. She. She wants that kind of. She wants the money that Ronda made. I'm sure she. She can see herself up there as like the real fucking deal, baddest woman on the planet. You know, she was like full shit when they were calling Ronda the most the baddest woman on the planet. She's like, I. She knew she could kill Ronda. I'm sure she knew it. Like regardless of what Joe Rogan or anybody else was saying or what we were saying, who didn't know what we were talking about or right. whatever. Yeah terrifying woman um but yeah as far as the holly home fight goes if you take those late hits out um it's clearly a durand to me win but when you include them i i think that uh it should have been a draw um i think it should have been a draw and i think they should uh definitely rematch it i hope that she's bullshitting about that or about her hand or whatever the fuck she's talking about i'd love to see her next fight should be a, a rematch with holly in like six months four months five months i want it soon can you uh, do I, that in the MM or in UFC? Just be like, "Oh, I hurt my hand," and then come out and just be like, "Actually, I lied to my employer." Yeah, they might take your. They could, you know, it's the UFC though. Like, so they could always like, um, uh, what do you what do you call it? Your belt, um, strip. Not necessarily. Yeah, basically, 
for all intents and purposes, basically just take your belt away and have somebody else fight. <coughs> Sometimes fight the UFC will ask you to see their doctors. I know they did that to um, mm. RDA when he kind of broke his foot and couldn't fight Connor. They did it to somebody else too. But I've seen at least two instances where uh, they're like, oh, you know, you hurt? Come see our doctor. We'll see what they have to say. So it'd be hard for a champion like that to just full out lie. But, um, but I've never been so frustrated uh, with a fight because I felt like the ref, referee was, was actively Im- impacting the fight in a, in a number you of guys, ways. Um, Holly wasn't having any success with her clinch work and her cage work at all. Um, she really wasn't. It was embarrassing. And she kept going for this high crotch uh, that was fun to watch, I guess. But um, like she was literally not strong enough to 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 lift Durandamy from the high from the high crotch, um, and, and she never went for like a double leg or anything like that. I don't know if that's in her repertoire, um, but but she just didn't. And uh, I, I those are the only takedowns she attempted, the way I remember it. I don't think uh, Durandamy really had to shoot very much. I don't know what Holly's uh, takedown game is like, but that that should have been her. If I'm Holly Holmes' coach, like we're we're training takedowns in wrestling. You don't want to fight this Taekwondo master, right? And that's what she did. She kickboxed a Taekwondo master and she got counterpunched for five rounds and, and lost well, a close match. Holly, I'm sorry, Holly is a kickboxing champion. So. Yeah, but. I, I guess it she, didn't work out. Holly, she was getting walked down. You know, she's on her toes hopping around and, mm-hmm. and giving out her kiosk a split second before she's throwing her blow. So it's an audible tell every single time she, th- mm. she throws a blow. Durandamy's not even looking at her feet. She's listening for the kia and counter-punching. She, she was outplayed by Durandamy. If Durandamy hadn't had those late hits, we'd be talking about, man, Holly Holmes sucks now, that she was a fluke. It's 0-3 now, and Durandamy kicked her ass. She's, she's got some skills, but instead, it's, it, was, it was a really close fight that I think should have been a draw uh, with, the, with the point deduction. Well, and a waste of sixty dollars. And a waste. Of oh, I will let me say this about Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva <coughs> uh, came out, and he's he's like forty or whatever, thirty-eight, 42, I think. Forty-two. Jesus. Can, let me double check. But go man, on. that crowd loves Anderson Silva. Man, he's fighting like a twenty-two, twenty-three-year-old, lightning fast, really strong um, black guy. I think there was an American, and um, it was really close. They gave Anderson the fight, but every time Anderson would would do a little bit of what's that that. Um, martial art that that he knows that's like brazilian or something it's not jiu- it's not jiu-jitsu it's like some oh uh capoeira Cambalera, yeah Capilera. he starts doing a little Cambalera, which is like this like i don't know dance fighting or something like it's ridiculous and the crowd is like whoa like the crowd goes wild and, and he's like he's doing lots of head work and like like faint 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 and then comes up with a left leg kick and like made the guy look like a fool um there were little glimmers of old Anderson Silva, and everybody like was loving that. Then at the end of the fight, he comes out, gets the decision, very close. Um, some people think it should have went the other way. He's crying. He's like, he's like, I, he's like, I know I'm too old to do this. I know I'm not. Sl- I'm slow. I'm too slow to do this. These fast guys, they put. I can't handle them anymore. Even though he just won, right? And he's like, yeah, I can't handle these fast young guys anymore. He's like, but I just love to fight. I do it because I love it, and I love you. And it was the best Anderson Silva's ever looked. And really? he's just crying, like, emotional. It was great. It, it was the oh, best I see that. Anderson Silva ever. Um, and, and, like, to hear him I, to hear him being like, ah, these young, fast guys, I can't hang with them anymore, when he just has beat this fucking, like, 22-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks like command. He looks like that <coughs> of every human being. You know, he's, he's got really dark skin, so his muscularity. One is of those just- perfect specimens. 
and fast and talented, but he had he didn't have much ground game. It didn't it didn't see him. He had some takedowns, right? Too. Anderson was shooting, uh, preventing his takedowns constantly. He was doing an X. He prevented eight by like halfway through the third or something. He was at like mm. eight takedown uh, defenses. Anderson did very well to be a fucking forty-two-year-old and to be fighting a young guy like that. Um, I'm glad that he's still fighting, and it's really fun to watch him. Hmm. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, I think I was watching Tommy Morrison fight uh, Joe George Foreman, and uh, George Foreman was old. My parents were rooting for him just because he was old. I thought that was stupid and unfair and like ageist, if you know, in like reverse ageist kind of way. Like you only like him because he's old. What kind of crap is that? Now, I can see how that happens. You know, sometimes it's like you know what. Like, give it to the old guy. It's the end of his run. You know, you just, you want good things for someone who doesn't have the rest of their life in front of them. Well, it's the athletic life, you know. Yeah, because athletic life, that's the weird thing about it. It's like, you think about someone like Yager, who's like 40, going to be 45 mm-hmm. soon. And you're like, man, he's old as the hills. And then you realize like, oh, no, he's he's just 45 and in excellent shape. And he has like what? <laughs> quarter of a billion dollars somewhere in Czechoslovakia. Right. You know, like that I don't, if Czech Republic, whichever one's still there. I don't well, know. Neither in, but hit so many well, times, you, probably live until 60. You know, you like root for someone, you root for someone who's, you know, got a, a somewhat of a disadvantage. And, and, you know, there's what's that old poem? It's like rage, rage against the, the dying of the night or whatever. You've got this guy who's like on the decline and he's just fighting harder to like to climb the same hill and he's still getting to the top. It's fun to mm-hmm. watch. Uh, I like to, you like to see an underdog win. As soon like like I going into the Durandamy uh, home fight, I was talking to Chiz and I was like, I'll bet you a booster pack fucking Durandamy <laughs> wins because he was saying home was gonna win. Booster packs like a hundred bucks, right? No, booster packs like four bucks. The booster box is like a hundred bucks. Box, that's what it. That's yeah, thirty yeah, that's what booster packs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I bet you a booster box that that you know Durandamy wins. He's like, oh no, I'm not touching that. I was like, <laughs> ah, smart, smart move. But as soon as I saw that late hit, I was like, "Fuck this horse shit!" And I was really on Holly Holmes' side. Mm-hmm. I was, I was, I was just cheering for her the whole time, and just really upset at the end of that fight. I was like, "Well, that was fucking horse shit." And I turned it off, and then I watched her post-fight interview. She's crying. Uh, she's not crying. She's she's very emotional, on the verge of tears, beaten up badly, and and she's like, and just summing up like how she answered questions. She said that she lost respect for Durandamy. She knew those shots were intentional. She said those were the hardest shots of the fight. Um, she wants a rematch. She thinks there should be a rematch. She says, though, she'll take whatever she's given at any weight uh, class because she's lost three in a row. Um, you get sad nothing. Yeah. The thing about Holly is, like, you'll never find you know, even five seconds of interview footage where she isn't someone that would that would you, you'd be proud to have her as your daughter. She's always well spoken. She's always polite. She was gracious as a champion. She's gracious as a loser. She's like she's just great like everyone likes holly she's she's great yeah i hope she uh she gets back in there and wins um next uh, event i think um khabib is fighting he's fighting tony ferguson, ferguson. yeah that's you got your number fight. one contender and number two contenders fighting each other that is a huge huge fight that might be um, for an interim belt they haven't said that. That's a Woody thing I just said. But the uh, thing I is, don't think it, well, well they have to fight Connor, right? Is that is that that's at one? So Connor and Mayweather just agreed to fight terms. It's not uh, signed. By verbally, though. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But 
if that turns into something and now Connor's going to take a year to prepare for this boxing match, they could totally either strip his belt or interim this other, these other two. Yeah. Yeah. You know I what a hilarious be- group of videos on YouTube is Floyd Mayweather highlights. It is so boring. <laughs> like, he is God, God. like, if you back up, back he, up. Yeah, if run away, like, run away. Like, I, I get it from like a boxing standpoint, but he Did seems he like a Batman smoke bomb. Yeah, is that he, legal? He, he seems, he seems like a, you know, you know the term like comedian's comedian. Like he's like a boxer's boxer. Like I feel like other boxers and people who know shit about boxing watch him with his like shoulder up, mm-hmm. and they're like, God damn! Like how did he know to go that quick and like dip and dive and dodge or whatever? But to anyone like me who doesn't know anything about boxing, or to most people who have a li- middling knowledge, trying to watch that after being introduced to UFC is like this is this is just not exciting. Like I, I know nobody's gonna get kicked. I know nobody's gonna get tackled. Like UFC just really raised the the bar of like what's at stake. It feels like well, I guess the same stake of being actually boxing. Those guys seem more mentally ill in their fifties than UFC people because they're distributing that beating. Right. We need to wait it's and because, see. It's I, because in the UFC you 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 get knocked out with one punch usually two punches, but but not hundreds ever, not hundreds to the face ever. But in boxing you you, you can get that. You can get hit a hundred times more, and it's just choof. And it's that cushioned blow that's just putting your your brain against the side of your skull. You know, you get that thin layer of liquid, and then eventually that li- layer of liquid gets diminished and diminished and diminished the older you get. And it's kachush, kachush, So Kyle's right. This is an argument that that MMA fans make a lot and MMA promoters. But my counter is, let's wait, let's see, like the people who are thirty now who've been doing it for a long time, what they look like at fifty. Because like, I, I would argue that we don't have enough fighters from the 90s you know, who, to, to like, compare. You know, boxing has 100 years worth of boxers that we know I mean, what they grow up like. Abbott, a beacon of health. <laughs> right. Agency. And, yeah. and, and, you know, Tank <laughs> Abbott, I'm sure Chuck there's a boxer Liddell's you can pretty... point to. Chuck Liddell's a little punch drunk, man. That guy. He's not oh, that he, bad. He, he, I saw an interview with him recently, and they're replaying his <laughs> last fight when he ate that bullshit punt. He was winning. It's mm-hmm. it's real sad to watch. Was it Rich and, Franklin? And, I don't recall. It's his okay. last fight. Um, and, and, and it's him and a guy. And he's like, well, we're going to play back the footage if, if that's okay with you. He's like, oh, it doesn't bother me. Um, I think it'll be harder for you to watch than it'll be for me to watch. And, you know, cause he's winning, winning, he's coming in to finish this guy. And the guy hits him with a punch that it looks like any of us could have thrown this little, uh, just from here, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of, a, uh, and cause they're really close. They're like in each other's grill and, and Chuck, it, Chuck hits, get, gets hit right here, like right in the middle of his chin, kind of, kind of a straight punch. Like it's like that. Uh-huh. And it like, and it kind of makes his head go down instant knockout. He falls down and his eyes are like like doing weird shit and there's blood coming out of his mouth and he is not conscious eyes wide open and it's 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 bad it was looks that terrible like, uh, like what changed him or was career that just ended. the final like all a, right my career's that was but he was last fight he was it, old right so what happened to go? chuck chuck's chin had had gone away chuck part of chuck's like fighting technique <laughs> was to fucking run in through your defenses through your counter punches eat two or three 20 of them if he had to and then just, just destroy you just destroy you down here he would fight like this and just throw these like big hooks and defense his defense the was ne- a good chin you gotta <laughs> shoot right motherfucker hit it <laughs> ding <Yeah. laughs> ah, it's like, that's all it was somehow it just kind of it, 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 it diminished in a hurry though like he it's went that, from that unbeatable 
I, I, I'm outside my depth, but he Did went from push? unbeatable to um, to very beatable. And I, I want to say he like lost two one one, and then maybe lost three or something like that. And uh, Dana White was like, "You got to retire. You got to retire." And he gave him one more. He's like, "One more fight, you lose this, and you come work for me and do a non job." And uh, that's what happened. He lost badly. Grand a year. He just has lost that. Was job, it three hundred? Did you say? Like three hundred grand a year as like executive, <laughs> like like vice president of operations or some some like silly job. And he only recently, like last month, lost that job. You know, they yeah. cut him off and yeah. Why? The that, UFC, that's, uh, UFC sold to a new group of owners, and they didn't like have the same sort of. Yeah, that wasn't didn't. listed in the uh, the liabilities during sale, I suppose. There were two. Oh, fighters. by the way, we got Chuck over here. He uh, he just kind of mm. collects. Yeah. Jack. Matt Hughes <laughs> and, and uh, Chuck Liddell, both sort of legends that helped grow the UFC. He shows with the fight does this. <clears throat> but they worked at a time when fighters made 150 grand, and now it's a four billion dollar company. So they're like, I tell you what, we'll pay you 300 grand a year for nothing. You don't do a fucking thing, and uh, and when the new company got bought out when the new company bought it they they fired the people who didn't do anything but there's another guy forrest griffin do you know this already kyle i don't know what forrest situation <laughs> is. I see forrest griffin got the same thing. job right they're like all right forrest 300 grand a year or whatever it is and uh he didn't realize it was a fake job he didn't know so he shows up at work and starts working and uh you know like he doesn't have to it's just who Forrest is. He's calling meetings, coming up with ideas like, hey, you know, <laughs> how about like I do this and there's an event in England. I could go out there. I could meet English people. You know, we'll get it all on video. We'll make some promotional shit. And, and Forrest works 40 hours a week. He doesn't have to. He just he's like, I'm getting a paycheck. I guess I should come here and work all the He didn't have a cube at work. You know, they're like, I don't really know what to do with this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like Tony Soprano when he finds, like, this is, this is, there's an episode of The Sopranos <laughs> that's exactly like this. Tony is listed as, like, a manager or employee in all these union-specific jobs so that he can be a member of the union, a high-ranking member okay, of the union, okay. and he can vote on things. And so, like, he, he, but he's getting stressed out at work. And he feels like he's too – no, he's being told that he's too close to the real illegal dirty shit. He's like, you need to be more hands-off, pie-in-the-sky kind of guy. Let these other guys get get their hands dirty. So he does it. He goes into work as this bullshit manager, and they're like, this is your office. Uh, guess we'll have to clear some of this away. It's just boxes piled mm -hmm. up and shit. Like two weeks working that job, he's got eczema, scratching himself with like erasers and stuff. He's breaking out in hives and stuff. That he needs it. He needs that that thrill of being it's out there. But yeah, he had one of his bullshit. Forrest got to work. They didn't even have a cube for him. There was like not like they're like, oh, well, like, we didn't know you were coming. They didn't have a computer or anything. So they start like getting shit together and they get him a computer. They give him a cube and later an office. And, and like I said, he's working all this time and he's doing so. Chuck Liddell got fired. Matt Hughes got fired. Forrest Griffin, they're like, that actually kind of works here. <laughs> they kept him. They, he still has yeah, a job. They probably aren't aware that he was part of that, that other program. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, they're like, wait a minute. So you're telling me that <clears throat> Iceman um, character, he makes $300,000 a year here? This Iceman. Where, 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 does, he, where does the Iceman work? Um, <laughs> I'd like to stroll on over to Vice President of Operations Iceman. And uh, have a, you know, I'd like to go go over a few things with him. And, you know, his, his, his work is sloppy. Quite frankly. Oh, he doesn't work here. He's in Miami right now fucking a bunch of whores. That's what he does. He fucks whores and he and he pitches energy drinks and like lemonade and yeah. like and like powder and like protein If you want to know more about the whores, 
check his expense reports. He submits them all. Yes, yes. <laughs> we yes, pay for yes. those too. And, uh, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, this Matt Hughes guy, where's his office? Oh, right there? <clears throat> Hi, Matt. So, so, so we wanted to talk to you a little bit. I see you were fired with the company a long time. Oh, you got to run. Very busy. Oh, heading out to do a promotional tour in Europe. Well, hmm. don't let me slow you down. I'm, I, I'm busy firing Mr. Iceman or something. <laughs> Have a nice day. Like, that's totally what happened, right? No, like, Matt Hughes got fired. Was it was Forrest there. Griffin. Uh, is the guy that kept the job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I I misunderstood his story. Yeah, yeah so it makes sense. Chuck Liddell, Chuck Liddell Iceman, the same guy. Matt Hughes, they yeah, got yeah. fired. And Forrest Griffin, who just worked the whole time when he didn't have to, now he still has a job, which is good. I'm it's surprised good. all of them didn't do that because you would think after how much time they'd put into the organization, you know, they'd want to feel like you know, I'm still responsible for its growth. Like, I'm not just the beginning guy. I'm still part of this, you know? Like, well, that totally makes like, sense about why Forrest would do it. Chuck like, I bet he loved it. Like, like, done things as far as promotional-wise, but he's certainly not working that 40-hour-a-week uh, job like Chuck, Forrest apparently I, well, and you was. Were I know that he Kyle said he wasn't, to, but I was. Yeah, I think Chuck is... is Diminished? A lot. Like, okay. He like could I, be. You know, he, he might be. He took more punishment for sure. I, I, if you told me his IQ was 80, I'd say, yeah, it's a good guess. You should watch that video I watched. I, I watched mm. him, and I, I, I remember thinking to myself, like, eh, he's not <clears> so punchy. <throat> like, like, he comes off a lot better than one of the Diaz brothers. Um, <laughs> That's not a high bar. Hey, it's not a high for... bar, but you, know, you can <laughs> hop over that. But it's still a bar. Okay? It's, it's there. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. You, you got a point. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out I'll later have to watch on some more. I, my my thought process about this whole concussion thing is that there are several, there are a, about a dozen or so huge, gigantic, multi-billion-dollar corporations that really depend on concussing people to make those many, many billions of dollars every year and sell their merch and everything. Every like, from from college football up to up, up to all the professional sports and all the advertising dollars, we're gonna have to get some sort of scientific way to like make brains not get hurt when people get tapped in the head. Like you know that's what's supposed to help happen. with that? I've heard that uh, pot does a lot to prevent concussions. I don't understand the science behind it. You're not going to get in a fight. Because you just watch TV and you're cool with everybody. No, Man, I was so upset like two minutes ago and now it's like I don't even, I don't even remember like why we were mad. Like why, why were we? I don't even know. Like, it's like nobody. <laughs> Um, uh. but yeah, I, I, I think it was Joe Rogan who said it and he had something backing him. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, some people think that pot makes you resistant to that damage and that it's a smart idea to be a pot smoker during your camp. Uh, yeah. He's talked about it helping with cardio before. Um, my only, my, all I know about that, like concussion science stuff, is that that layer of fluid between the brain and the skull is very important and it's very key to like protecting your brain, it's it's the only protection your brain has, and, and so I would imagine affecting that in some way would be very helpful for preventing. I know that um, if a part of your brain gets damaged, you know, like maybe from punching here, so your skull goes back, your your brain hits that spot. Now you're vulnerable to that thing again. This part mm. is bruised and it's very slow to heal, and that's a problem for you. And yeah. Sure, you could you could you could have an aneurysm one day, maybe. I, I we're not neurologists here, yeah, but, yeah. I, I, but I, that's all that you are. You know that does a lot of important stuff, and and if your job is like getting that hit all the time, it's it's it, got to it be. Does it <coughs> does does the whole bit? You know, it's yeah. yeah. It, I've talked about this before, 
and I, I don't know if I got it out right, but when I was a kid, it, it was just before my childhood that we found out the heart is not actually as like it. It's a it's another organ like the liver and the lungs and the, like it, it's an it's important function, but. There's no soul in there. You can like swap out the heart and it's the same person. They so only figured that out in New Jersey. <laughs> that, I think in the Middle Ages, some, sometime around Archimedes, everybody else figured it out though, right? Like, like, Because, you know, the first heart transplant, they had to know like, well, turns out he wasn't living in the heart. But the first There's gotta like, be a soul in here. It's too full of blood. <laughs> the, I want to say that people were somewhere else. You know? <laughs> I, I, oh, I might have my times wrong, but I thought the heart transplants happened in like the 50s and 60s. You're right. And they weren't and, living uh, that long. They were living like two weeks. I think like the first one was like, like the 40s, like when they first tried it. And then like they started doing it like for actual people in like the 50s and 60s. But yeah, it's not nearly as long ago as you might think. Yeah. Right? So I was born in 73, right? So you, you know, make that whatever. I'm five, six years old or something. And, and like people alive like lots of people alive during that time were like oh yeah we just figured out you know for sure that the heart is is just like liver or kidney or whatever else whereas people thought heart was your soul that it was part of your personality that like i've never heard not that. too I mean, long before that, like, my uh, day i've heard that like colloquially like the heart mm -hmm. or whatever i know they used to believe that people did i don't know when people stopped i'm sure people some people still do like it, a, I think it was like a, a spirit. It was a thing that the first transplant surgeons had to assure people, like, "Oh, trust me, it's just, a, it's just a pump," you know. Like, it, the, the guy's not going to wake up and be like the other dude whose heart it is. And oh, okay, yeah, that actually, like, a <clears throat> religious kind of guy might be like, "You'll go under and then right. you'll come back as a different man that you totally better hope has been saved." Like Kyle you said, he's like. He's like, everyone knew it was the brain since like Archimedes or something. And I'm sure that a lot of people did, but like, like Taylor, there were still people who just needed reassurance. Like, really? You can swap hearts and they're like, it's the same dude. But yeah. So but I don't know. It's interesting to like look through ancient geniuses because there's a lot of them who like, like Newton, I think it was Newton who brilliant invented calculus and then believed in alchemy where you could like mix shit together and create gold. And like people in ancient Greece where they like, they figure out like water displacement and measuring volume for the first time ever. Like that silly story of like, I guess it was Archimedes that he sits down in his bath and it overflows. And he's like, oh, Eureka. And then mm. his housekeeper's like, asshole. Like you could have done <laughs> like an apple in a cup like and saved us a lot of water. I had to haul this all up here. This is ancient Greece. This is the <laughs> And uh, that guy, or one of those guys believed like, certain mammals could fly when humans weren't looking or something like like that that like one of, oh i need to fucking remember which greek guy this was that thought that like animals had almost like a toy story like relationship with us where we like look away from the pigs and they're oh fools they're thinking we're rolling around in our own shit for fun it's all a ruse at their best did they you know? think that or was that a philosopher who like that that's what i mean it was like one dude yeah like, not, we, we i had a philosophy course in college Stupid! I got a C minus and it didn't transfer. But um, <laughs> I, uh, I had a philosophy course in college, and, and we like talked about that, like you know the notion like of certainty, and you know for all we know, when we're not looking, goldfish are flying around, and you know like you can't prove they're not. Schrodinger's cat. cat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one. You don't know the cat's dead until you open the box, and so you killed it by opening the box. Oh, it's dead! I can smell it. <laughs> That's yep. great. It's a dead cat in that box. We. Uh, <laughs> 
like somehow that cat exists in both I the living and the death screaming. state at the same time. Definitely did. I mentioned mm -hmm. on PKA that I didn't understand how it could be in two states at once. And a, like all the messages I got on Reddit pretty much confirmed that other people don't understand also. <laughs> like it, no one really nailed it on like how they're in both states. At it's one, one of those things where like it's mentioned and everybody <laughs> pretends to get it. As you know, the reference, but if someone's like, can you explain how that is that like it could exist and not you have to be like, well, the thing is, this guy was like, if there's a dead cat or not a dead cat in this box, I couldn't possibly know which way until the box is open. It's like, OK, if that's all he's saying, then that's not very profound at all. Right. And of course, it's not, not what he's saying. Like he's saying that cat ex exists both living and dead until we observe it's one of those things. And I'm like, fuck, no. The cat is obviously either living or dead, regardless of whether I observe it. it, it Prove it. Like that's that's just fantasy. Like oh, in my in my imagination, Gandalf <laughs> shit out of Dumbledore a hundred times out of a hundred. No, like that's my imagination. <laughs> well, like, if oh, that really? Miraculous. You don't thing, actually think that, do you? I absolutely do. He would. He, it would be a bloodbath. Did, Which did one Gandalf of have and come back more powerful than ever? Dumbledore did that. Where, didn't he die? Well, you know, he died, but from the from the afterlife, he was just, yeah. you know, he. Yeah, I guess he did die, but 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 well, do, yeah. yeah my but how thing, my thing is the magic involved in in, in each universe, right? Because Gandalf's magic, and you would know better than me because I'm just going off what I saw in the in the in the movies. I never saw any very impressive magic to me. It seemed like he matched up very well against the Balrog, but that's only because they're two sides of the same coin, right? Gandalf is uh, is, is is very equal to the Balrog. They're both good versus evil kind of way. They you know they they should match up well. Whereas I don't know if that fiery whip that Gandalf like or excuse me that um, what did Gandalf do? Yeah, yeah, you know that fiery whip thing. Like, like he had magic to like get rid of that and everything. But I don't know if he could have stopped a real whip even. Did he land what in I the water? Sure. He was very fortunate that they landed in water. Which well, seems he like fell something... for like a mile. So like, I know, but they I landed mean... in water. So one, yeah. they're lucky to be alive. Two, this is a fire monster that landed in the well, water. He... Seemed like that really worked out well for him. Well, he he didn't live though. He did die after well, they, he finally they... killed the monster. After he yeah. smote his ruin upon the mountainside, <laughs> as he put if it. We've read the books. We've we know that he fought that beast from the deepest pit to the highest peak. They fought all the way from that pit down there, swashbuckling and casting magic all the way to the top of that mountain where you see in the next scene, and they're fighting on top of Carathras, and then he smites, smotes the Balrog down, and it falls, and then Gandalf, because of his wounds, dies. his ruin and, upon the and, mountains. And, yes. Kyle and seems then, onto yeah, something. Like, I, I don't no, remember okay, any... Me, any. Okay, me, your, your point about the magic was that he doesn't seem to utilize it as much. That is a... It's ju that's just a different kind of lore with Matt, with uh, Lord of the Rings versus Harry Potter, not so much a difference in the actual like you, times they can use magic. Like Harry Potter is a story where it's like, oh, we've come across a a, a swamp with no bridge, uh, magicus bridgerus, and then there's a fucking bridge and they walk across it. Oh my God, my meal's cold, heat happiness. And then, like, <laughs> do you have to, oh, uh, yeah. what was the one where they're like, oh, we need to unlock this store unlock us or like whatever the fuck it was right. um openinium or uh, that was that's better than most of the shit openinium and they do that <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just trying to piss off harry potter people now but they do that it's more of like a um 
uh, Deus Ex Machina, it, yes, so to speak, yes, kind yes. Of thing where it's like magic oh, is more powerful. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> like you can't shit on the writing. What we asked was yeah. Dumbledore versus I'm Gandalf, saying- and in that situation, <clears throat> Dumbledore is the greatest dueling wizard of all time with an unbeatable riz- wizarding wand. Exactly. And and with a thought, no, he instantly kills Gandalf. With a thought, he kills him. Because he doesn't have to speak the spell. You he just points him. a wand and kills him. You can't kill Gandalf. But he would go, he would die, his body would die, and then he would go away. And then, and then God would have to bring him back again. He wouldn't. He wouldn't die. He, would, he is immune to that. How As do you know he's immune to Then Gandalf? why was he so afraid at the end of the third movie when the fucking Witch he King... On behalf of humanity. No, the Witch King shattered his staff. He was like, and now you're going to pay. And Mary's like crying because he knows the gig is up and like Gandalf can't save him from inevitable orc rape anymore. Sir grabs that ring. The Witch King could beat the shit out of Dumbledore and Gandalf at the same time. I'm pretty sure. That guy is hardcore. He can shatter staffs like nobody's business. But if we're talking about staff shattering, Gandalf... <laughs> Shatters Sauron on the white staff. Your talk- staff is broken. Did Dumbled has Dumbledore ever punched someone? Because I've I watched know, Gandalf fight I feel hundreds like- of orcs in Urukai with a magic sword. He could deflect any fucking magic coming at him with that sword with his staff, and then Gandalf can just go, "All right, I'm going to make a big shield. It was big enough to st- stop the giant flaming demon monster that's bigger than any creature in your entire fucking movie series. I think it's big enough for this old." Uh, Let me jump in for a second. Taylor, I understand your rant, and, and, and you're making some good points, but it seems like in the Harry Potter world, magic is just so powerful. You know, it, it drains Gandalf to make a shield, and then it wears out quickly, and the guy's, like, still coming. It seems like uh, Dumbledore would have just easily defeated the Balrog. He would have he, like he, he would have Jedi fire. picked him up and threw him in the in the abyss. Like in he, Harry Potter, magic is so rapid fire. There's exactly like a machine gun. He just shot seven laser beams at the guy, or lightning bolts, or whatever you want and to like call them. And like snakes would be coming from the ground, and lightning from the sky, and there would exactly. be a storm, and he would be in a he would be in a sphere of water. A sphere of water in the middle of a tornado. Sphere of water. it's just yeah. like <laughs> in Balrog, not a fan of water spheres have to play by the same rules because if the magic is like in Lord There's of the Rings, rules. then Gandalf wins easily because Dumbledore doesn't know how to fight and if you don't get to use your magic as much as you want, then Gandalf wins for but sure. I think He's the that's only one the that point can of it. Fight. Like, this is the thing with, with if, the Rings is that you don't... If Dumbledore like, is in Harry Potter rules and Gandalf is in Lord of the Rings rules... Don't know what's... Yeah, in that situation, Gandalf still wins both times. Gandalf wins no matter what. Harry Potter fans, tell me how Gandalf doesn't win because Dumbledore has never thrown a fucking punch. Uh, how many demons has he slain that were actual fights and not just, oh, end us this scenus as cheapest as possible as, and then just kill the guy? That's how like, he no, handled Gandalf. So much more hard. Gandalf has been in actual fights. Has Dumbledore ever just taken a big punch to the side of the head and had to be like, oh, good gracious. Like, no, no, Gandalf gets the shit kicked out of him and he's oh, fighting fire demons and, and he beats huge dragons with uh, basically dark wizards of their own on it if we're using the Harry Potter kind of nomenclature. But I just, I have a hard time being convinced and let me say this is not at all because I'm wildly biased and I prefer one <laughs> to say that this is because I'm biased and you're only looking at one side of the story that's not true and I won't begin to consider it. <laughs> I think that I think that not only could Dumbledore kill Gandalf, but I think that maybe any two good aurors from the from the uh, you know the witchcraft and wizardry uh, place could could take him out as well. I'd bet you any amount of 
Magic the Gathering box. Actually, I would bet This is not a bet that can happen. I know. Let's get, I saying, let's get the what? two actors on the line. <laughs> is there one Ian? dead? Say Ian! Uh, the that's, first uh, one died, but they replaced him. It's all, you know. Oh, mm. the first Dumbledore is dead, and that's Saruman who died. Uh, Christopher oh. Lee, not gay. Yeah. Oh, do you want to wrap on a little bit of hockey news? It's actually interesting, Kyle, please. Go on. So, Woody, you know all those teams in the North. Kyle, come on. In the Northeast, <laughs> where mm. uh, Boston, their biggest rival is Montreal. Right? Like they hate each other. It's been like that for a long time. Today, Boston let their coach go and Montreal immediately hired him as their head coach. I didn't know that. And so it was almost a literal cucking. And mm. to make this even funnier, like for the rival, like that, this exact same thing happened in 2003, where Claude Julian or Michael Michel Therrien, the head coach, gets fired and then Claude Julian replaces him. And the last time it happened was on February 15th. But I don't understand who the cuck is in this situation. Therrien, the guy who got fired from the Montreal Canadiens as the head coach and then immediately has his rival coach step in in his spot. And Oh, I thought he got hired at the other spot. No, no, he's not hired any, Anywhere. So wait, uh, so the, job the Boston guy got fired. Right? I, I play this back for me. The Boston so guy Boston got fired. Guy got and the <clears throat> Canadians fired their coach and hired Claude Julian. They hired the Boston, Boston guy. I see. So as soon as they now, found out the Boston coach was available, they got rid of their own and took they, him instead. They had already made a decision to get rid of theirs, and then they just grabbed the best coach they, on the market who just so happened to be their rival team. And I thought it was funny that this exact same thing happened to poor Michel Therrien. He's had his job same taken direction. twice. Same direction. He's had his, he's had his job taken twice <laughs> by Claude Julien for the Montreal Canadiens within one day of Valentine's Day. Jesus. Twice. The Flyers have been very hard to follow lately. They, the Flyers have been. There's just yeah. nothing encouraging coming from them. They had a big game against... How are the against... Penguins doing? Because remember a few months back I said that the <clears> Penguins <throat> and the Blackhawks would be... In the Stanley Cup, is that still shaping up well? The Penguins are still gay. I think the Penguins are going to win it. I think they're going to be the first team to repeat. Blackhawks um, lose game seven, as predicted like, here. As months predicted ago. here. You said, uh, that, I thought you said that uh, the Blackfeet were going to win. Blackfeet winning seven games, yes. Oh, they Against the Penguins. Okay. Yes. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I, Penguins I, are going to have a, a, a serious injury. I think the Sharks are going to make it further than the Blackhawks in the Western Conference. I think, I think the, the Blues probably lose in the first round. I think the Capitals are going to get further than the Penguins. I hope so. God damn, I want to see Ovechkin get a little bit of success. Like you were saying earlier, with rooting for the older guys, like he's only 31, but that's starting to get up there in hockey, at least. And so it's like, God, you really want to see this? This guy's the best goal scorer, the best pure goal scorer in NHL history, arguably, and he's never made it past the second round because Sidney Crosby and the fucking Penguins always meet him in the second round and then eat his lunch, then throw it up on his shoes. Because Ovechkin's the only guy on his team. Meanwhile, like Crosby's got Malkin and strong goaltending, and yeah. Yeah. And last year, uh, right before the playoffs, the Capitals traded three players. Someone to the Sharks, someone to the Blues, and someone to the Penguins, I believe. It was like a not a big guy to the Penguins. And all three of those players with those teams made it further than the Capitals did last year. So the only so that that's a little sad. I want to see the Caps do well. Sorry, Kyle, I can tell I'm losing you and you've got a burning desire to 
to play some more magic and become the best what, what duelist duelsman i don't know he'll be the um the dumbledore of magic Ah, Dumb- yes. The double the door of magic. That we've been matching up, it's pretty accurate. Oh! <laughs> oh I, I, I walked him into that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I'm right. going to be on later if you do want to play. I, 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 yeah, I, I I'll think I'll, yeah, I've crafted a deck that I actually like this time. That's nice. good. Are you on the magic or on the uh, uh, Xbox? Both. You found? both, yeah. yeah. They should have a yeah. way to facilitate real cards. I don't know. They should. Yeah. They got- I, I like the idea of a, each part having a little bit of, uh, being scannable or having a tiny serial number, punching that serial number into like your Steam game, and boop! Now you got that. Now you own that card in game, and and like uh, there could be a little reader. You know, you just put it in like a George Foreman grill, and you know, read the card, read the card, read the card. Yeah, I would for sure. Man, I would play Magic: The Gathering online tonight if they had yeah. that. You'd be scanning cards for six hours, motherfucker. Like, not six hours. I don't think I'm that quick. <laughs> it's going to be longer than that. And you, especially, with yeah. 12, 13,000 cards or whatever it is. Yeah. Wow. Well, all right. Um, very good. PKN, episode 131. I had fun. Bye, everyone.